Community Matters after the 8 o'clock news, WBCK Saturdays. Richard Pyatt here, happy to bring you this program by way of Lakeview Ford Lincoln. Well, you might remember we checked in a year ago with uh, the Charitable Union and Teresa Allen, and we're going to do that again right now. Hi, Teresa. Good morning, Richard. So last year, I went back and looked. Last year when we had this conversation, it was a record-breaking year. Guess what? This year is a record-breaking year also. True? It is. So our motto over at Charitable Union is, all records are made to be broken. And so we uh, did. So, yeah. so last year, we handed out through uh, January through December 692,000 items. Oh, my. Um, free of charge to people in our community. Well, as of last Tuesday, we handed out 697,000 items. Wow. Item by item, you're actually counting every single thing. Somebody uh, came in and got a pair of socks. That's an item. Absolutely. So when a family comes in and shops, so say they're a family of five, they're going to check our wall. We have a little shopping list on the wall, and it's by department. So for instance, to all my male counterparts out there, um, we never have enough clothing for the men who shop at Charitable Union, hmm. not like we do for the women. So when we get men's old jeans, sometimes they have seen all of the life they had to give before they got to us. So we're going to recycle them. Um, and that's a, you know, that means they don't go into our free store. But if they're in good working order, we're going to give them away. So our men's department, we hand out a little bit less than we do in the women's department because... Thank you, ladies. You keep our shelves stocked every single week. So they have a shopping list. And when they get to the checkout, they're going to make a pile for mom and dad and then each child. And then we document what each person got so that I can legit tell the community we give men less items per person than we give their female counterparts. Mm -hmm. It seems as though uh, that's an appeal for men's clothing. Absolutely. We are always in need, um, whether it is shirts, pants, socks, underwear, the undershirts, shoes, we need it all. Um, so we're getting those items. And we, you know, one of the cool things that happened during the pandemic is we got a little bit better at processing your donations, um, possibly because everybody in the community cleaned out their closets and came to see us that first day we opened up. Um, but we had to get better at our work, meaning we had to move it faster through our building to get it onto the floor so families could take it home. So a little bit more organizing happens every single day. Um, so that's how we're able to make the magic happen, you know, and it's through the blessed support of the volunteers in this community. So that's another record we broke. We had 18,000 volunteer hours last year, and we broke that record in October. So volunteers keep coming. We need you to make this magic happen. Um, you know, that's really the the nuts and bolts of what we do around here is driven by the volunteers who show up and they give us an hour here and there. But they do so much in that one hour window. You could, would be amazed how many shirts you can hang in one hour. And I <laughs> challenge the community to come in and see who can break the record. You're keeping track of those records, too. <laughs> <laughs> we, we like to track things around here. We are a little bit of, you know, numbers geeks. So that's all right. So now it's holiday season. How do you look at the last of the year? What needs there might be? What needs there might be that are different than the rest of the year? How do you look at all that? 
So yeah, so we've been preparing all year long with toys. So when our families come in and shop, every child, they'll be able to pick out one toy for each child. So these are going to be gently used toys. Uh, they don't tend to be new, but we want you to think that way, right? Lots of folks with kiddos are cleaning out closets right now. Bring those toys in because we have families that are searching for items, um, you know, for their kids for Christmas, and they're happy to get them here. So uh, think that way. Winter coats. Gosh, do we need adult-sized winter coats? I really need men's right now. That's something I'm running low on. Guys, clean out your closets. Um, and if your coat had a hood, boy, do we want the hood if you still have it. Um, that is something that's really important to our families. They do a lot of walking. And so keeping the neck warm, keeping the ears warm on these cold, blustery, yucky Michigan winter days, it's important. So those are things that we're looking for. Always need gloves and mittens. I never have enough. My family is cleaning uh, cleaning out rooms. So I have a trunk full of donations. Um, so just think that way. The things you can clean out of your house, we can pay it forward to the next family. Blankets. Blankets are another thing we always need this time of year. Uh, families are getting into apartments. And, you know, think back to those days of your first uh, first time you moved out on your own. You needed a lot of things. You needed dishes. You needed a vacuum. You needed bedding. Um, and so those are things our families are all looking for. We're going to take all of your bedding and we're going to pass that on to our families. They're going to be able to access it in our free store. And we are going to be busy. We've been serving about 100 plus households every day this month. That is about our capacity, about 116 households is real hard on our entire team to get them in and out our door. The need is great. We know that the need's been growing month after month. Uh, we broke that number two of unduplicated clients served last year. We've exceeded that number and we've exceeded the number of shopping visits we had last year already. So that means a family comes in and I count the individuals once, no matter how many times they come in through the year. But each time they shop, we're able to track those shopping visits. So we've already had 31 thousand shopping visits at charitable union through last week you said something that i latched on to unduplicated visits so we're back to this tracking that you do that you're so good yeah. at you actually know if someone comes in and they've never been there before that gets ticked off in a column somewhere and then if they come back you're following their visits thereafter but you know if they've never been there Yep. So, um, you know, we have some interesting moments. Um, so, right uh, during our back to school events that we did months ago, it seems forever ago, Richard. Um, but when we were doing those events, uh, we might have a child who sh whose parents shopped in 2006 for them. And now that child has children of their own and is shopping for the first time. We're able to look them up in our system, um, verify, you know, especially if it's a mom, you know. So do you have a maiden name? Is it different than your current last name? Um, so that we know that it's them. But our records go back to 2003 in our database. So we can see what's happening with our families, the evolution of what happens. So uh, I suppose you know what I'm getting at. When you're looking at unique visits, this is an indicator of whether or not folks situations, I guess is the word, uh, are improving or not. Overall, when you look at the demand that you have, it's a it's a tremendous indicator of what kind of challenges the community is facing. And if we see greater numbers, 
we're left to presume that the situation is not improving. True? Or do you look at it differently? So we know that costs have, have risen over the past couple of years. We also know that families are struggling. You know, they're struggling to take care of children, right? So when a child is sick, someone has to stay home with the sick child. They can't go to school. They can't go to daycare. We also have this requirement at work that we all show up. So, right, that's that creates this barrier of what do we do with these kiddos to take care of them? And, you know, it's great for our families who have support networks. You know, if there's a grandparent who can stay home and take care of a sick one or a sister-in-law or a neighbor, that's great. But we have a lot of individuals in our community that move here. The families move here for a job, normally in manufacturing, and they don't have the traditional support network here in Battle Creek. So now they have to struggle with the decision of, I've already missed, you know, called in seven times this year for the kiddos being sick or myself being sick. I'm probably going to lose my job. Does it behoove our family for me to get a job again? Or should I stay home with the kids, knowing that that's going to limit our resources? Tremendous choice. But we can't keep a job if we have to stay home with the kids. Yeah. So it's a battle. Right. And so it's these situations that prompt visits to Charitable Union. And this is part of what you're tracking. What are the other, are there any other situations you see that has resulted in someone coming to Charitable Union that maybe they didn't before, or they have continued to visit you that might help us understand what's happening? So, yeah. So families that are coming here, uh, they know that when they show up, they can tell us what their next need is. So when they share with us, I don't know how I'm going to feed my family this week. We can tell them who's handing out food boxes, where all of the lunch programs, dinner programs are in the community. So we're going to let them know where that next stable meal can come from. Um, We're also going to make sure that they're connected to other community resources. So the first thing we do every Wednesday morning in our staff meeting is talk about what's happening in our community. Um, Head Start has shared they have slots in their Head Start program right now, so they need to fill seats. So we want to make sure everybody who has a little person um, is aware that Head Start has open slots. You might be eligible. Here's how you contact them. Um, So we want to take those steps because we know right? That's going to feed the kiddo. That's going to give mom or dad some time to be able to work, maybe a part-time job, but not full-time because the kiddos are in, you know, in a program. So it creates opportunities. So we try to make sure that we know what the beat on the street is here in Calhoun County, um, who's got an open program and where the next service provider might be. So we try to stay in tune with all of that. Um, But they're also, if they're coming to us multiple times a year, they're filling those voids for their family, right? We all had to dig out a winter coat. So we need to start looking for boots. We need to start looking for long pants. You know, we could get away for women with capris all summer long, but now we need our ankles covered. These are all things they can shop for and they can build up that little arsenal, which allows their limited resources to focus on housing, food, medication. These are all things most households need every single month. Sounds like um, you take on a role, Charitable Union takes on a role of uh, informer. So you take an opportunity to recognize what someone's situation is 
and automatically offer them some information about how they might access other resources to offset that situation. Is it common that you do that? And secondly, if you didn't tell them, does that mean that generally they might not know what is available? So the example I like to use in this category is the first time you invested in your 401k. Most of us can relate to this. Did you know what you were doing? Did you understand the paperwork? And were you kind of in, I have to do this right away, and my employer wants me to answer questions, and I have no idea how I should diversify, right? And we were, this big word, diversify. So it was, it was a network, right? It's a system. And once you've invested in this, you know, a 401k for a while, now you get it. And it's all easy peasy each year. So that's the same thing for the safety net programs in our county. It's a system and you have to navigate it while you're in crisis. Yeah. So knowing, um, do you know where all of the hot meals are available in this county, Richard? Probably not. Yeah. But people like me and Charitable Union, we know that and we're posting that information. So we have uh, a hallway that our shoppers walk down uh, to get to our free store. And we line that hallway with information from every nonprofit. We have job postings we'll put up there. Anybody who will email me their information, we will post it as long as it's free to our uh, families. Right. So that's one of the things that's important. We don't want them to have, you know, like paid services we're not going to put up there. Um, But the point of that wall is so that they can access information every single month. So when somebody posts something on Facebook and we see it, we share that to the entire team here at Charitable Union. So every one of us can speak to it. We've all got the same information. And then one staff member is designated for posting it in multiple spaces. So our families will see it. So we want to make sure those resources, because again, that safety net network, a lot of folks don't know who all those providers are in our community, but it's my job to know that. And it's great that I know that, but that doesn't serve the greater good of our county if Teresa Allen has great information up here. <laughs> so instead, that's why we spend the the start of every staff meeting talking about what's available in our community. Where are the free turkey dinners? Who's handing out you know, boxes with Thanksgiving meals in it. Um, I never know the hard time the person next to me is having, but if they know the resource, they're able to make a decision to access it or tell someone else about it later on. So, right, it's that twofold of, you know, we all offer these programs so that we can take care of our community and great people in our community support these programs financially to ensure they happen. So I believe we need to talk about it. Right. And uh, the word of mouth that happens there is, as you say, uh, a a gateway to spreading that word elsewhere. As you look at the coming year now, uh, what's your viewpoint when you've broken records the last two years? You presume that demand is going to continue. How do you view that? Well, demand is up right now. So, we're not sure what that's, you know, how how sharp of a shift it's going to take. We've had a steady increase for um, 20 months now, a steady increase month over month. So we didn't serve any less than the month before. So long-term goal, I want to serve less people with less items. 
And I want to do that because the need in our community went down because the poverty rate in our community went down. That's a long-term goal. We've got great things happening. There are a lot of jobs in our community. We're seeing daycares open up, uh, daycares with additional operating hours that will really meet the needs of those first and second shift individuals. Um, So that's a great plus in our community. But we know that those needs, those supportive needs, daycare needs, are still hard to get to. We're seeing transportation. We've got some traction on that. That's great um, because we know that's been a barrier for our families. Uh, We see them use the bus line to get here. But again, you have to be on the bus line to make that work for you. I would hope it decreases. You know, that's my long-term goal. That's that's that long-term stuff I'm wishing and hoping for. Uh, Next year, I think we're going to be where we're at now. It's a lot of work to give out 700,000 items, 700,000 items. I mean, that's just a lot of stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, But the cool part is we've learned to be better at giving out stuff, organizing that stuff much quicker. The efficiencies we've had to create through the chaos we went through in the last couple of years, we know the need is still here today. So we want the community keep supporting us, keep bringing us your old stuff. We're going to keep handing it out and we're going to recycle the stuff that needs to go to Fabric Heaven. Unfortunately, I I think we're still going to be on an increase, but I'm hoping that we hit a plateau where we just sort of steady out um, next year instead of this gradual increase, um, because our numbers are going to be to pre-pandemic levels is what I'm estimating by the end of this year. So we will have fully hit the number of unduplicated individuals and be exceeding those shopping visits that we had pre-pandemic. Okay. Tell folks, you told them what you need, coats and and uh, and that sort of thing, and men's uh, clothing especially. Where do they take it? And what if they want to give you money? How do they do it? Okay. So bring us your stuff on Monday through Thursday, excluding holidays. Um, from 11 a.m. till 5, we are taking donations. Uh, you can bring everything you want to those big pink bins in the parking lot and fill them right up. We also have a bin in the parking lot. You can leave overnight donations or on your way to work. So those are your opportunities to drop off your old stuff. If you want to support us financially, you can go online and support us um, at www.charitableunion.org. I encourage folks to think about make that monthly donation. Instead of doing one big lump sum to a charity, think about a little bit every single month. What that allows a charity to do is it allows us to plan ahead. So if you start that in December, in January, it is a great way for us to know that we're going to have support for 12 months versus hoping you're still in the community in December and supporting us. Um, so, right, that, that gives us a little insight because folks move away sometimes and then we lose a, a supporter. So uh, we encourage that. You can also come into our gift shop. Um, If you didn't know, we have a little revenue source. This is open to the public. The gift shop is got handmade items. Um, It's full of our Christmas extravaganza right now. So lots of Christmas stuff. If you need um, any serving dishes for the holidays, we have you covered. Um, Stop in and shop with us. All those proceeds support the greater good of Charitable Union. So 100% goes back. And that little gift shop provides about 11% of our operating budget. 11%. Okay. Well, that's a a nice chunk that you can really sort of forecast uh, that part is going to be coming in. And that's a great idea about the 
the year-long donation because you can then plan. So there's uh, your marching orders, folks. Uh, you have uh, opportunities to support Charitable Union. We always appreciate this late-year conversation, Teresa, because you give us some perspective about how things have been, how things could potentially go, and how we can help. So we always appreciate that, especially now. Thank you. Thank you, Richard.